Welcome in, everybody. Just your normal, everyday episode of Dom That's True. Uh, episode 11. But more importantly, it's the it's the mid-season, bi-week spectacular from Dom That's True. Of course, the yeah. truth from bi-week. And I'm Truman Steen, the Steam Machine, found on Twitch.tv or Twitter by that. I'm always joined by my very handsome host, Owen Dom. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? Also hey, Truman, how's it going? As Domination7 on Twitch, Owen Gosh Domin on Twitter. We'll spell all the things later. Uh, we appreciate you guys being in here. Owen, how's your week been? You know, it's been an interesting week, but my head's up, you know? And I'm excited for the future. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to celebrate the 77th day of the Domination True podcast. We are 77 full days into this. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's 11 It's eleven weeks, 77 days. You know what? Why not? Yeah, sure. 77 yeah. days. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a long week. I had a good weekend, though. Got some pheasant hunt in. Ooh, did you get anything? Absolutely not. Uh, oh, but, no. <laughs> I mean, kind of, you know, really neither here nor there. Wait, but, did you just miss or were there no pheasants? Uh, not a lot of pheasants. The weather was actually too nice. Yeah, for pheasants, for, for pheasants and quail, you got to have cold weather so that they right. bunch up together, and you basically walk up on them and startle them, and then they right, yeah, they fly all over the place. Um, yeah. So instead, did anyone get anything? I think maybe there was two pheasants all weekend that they, that they shot. I think. Have you ever had pheasant? No, I haven't. Pretty taste. Is it pretty good? I don't know. I, I I always get worried about like uh, this is a weird thing for me, but and, and I, I but I've heard other people talk about this before. But like those small birds, like chicken and stuff. Like I don't love like bone in chicken. I get I'm too worried about the bones. You know, I'm gonna eat the bones. Huh. Like those KFC commercials. I eat the bones. Oh yeah, that's gonna be me. Oh yeah, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're already off topic. How did the How did this podcast run so long? I do not know. Welcome <laughs> well, in. Oh shit! Let's get started, huh? Let's talk. Let's. This is the midseason spectacular. So we're gonna do things a little different. Normally we recap what happened in the Chiefs game last week. We do a little look ahead to the to the game uh, this upcoming week. Uh, Chiefs didn't play last week, so we decided, you know, by week, let's do a little bit of recap. You know, let's let's do a little bit of reflection. Where this is episode eleven. Let's uh, let's re- let's get let's get it rolling. So. Um, Owen, I want to start you off. What's the biggest surprise for the Chiefs uh, of the Chiefs for you this season? What's what's your biggest Chiefs if, surprise this season? If you don't say Tarshawn Wharton, I think you're lying to yourself. Whoa, uh, Whoa that's I, a hot take coming off. Yeah, you know, but, but here, here's I don't what know I, I, I call him the biggest surprise. He's he's a surprise for sure. Well, he's definitely the heaviest surprise on the list. That's for sure. <laughs> well, right, you know, that's com- just coming yeah. to three hundred plus pounds. Did you guys? But, did you guys have Owen body shaving on your Dom? That's true. Bingo card. Shaving? No, dude. He's a beefy brother. <laughs> Come on now. All right, all right. Anyway, no. Sean Wharton, undrafted out of D two Missouri Science and Technology. Rolla, baby. Apparently, and I didn't know this. Several defensive linemen have come out of. Uh, S and T the past couple of years. M I Z Missouri S and T. M I Z S and T. Thank you. S and T, baby. Yeah, you know that's obviously how everyone ends the chant. M I Z, of course. Of course. But yeah, course, no, it's Sean Wharton. He's actually the fourth highest graded defensive rookie uh, this year. Obviously behind Chase Young uh, at number one spot, and only two other dudes have been a better defensive rookie 
than undrafted free agent from D2, Tarshawn Wharton. He's my on, biggest surprise. On the Chiefs or in the NFL? In the NFL. Yeah. No, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Stop. Stop. No, according That's to insane. according to grades. According to grades. Oh, oh, so oh, you mean pro you mean semi pro football out of focus? Yeah, we can get into as that later. Deemed, dude. As deemed by you yourself. They are semi-pro football out of focus. Well, let me hype up my man Tashaun, all we'll right? We'll talk about Wharton here in a bit. Uh, we've got we've got a question coming up. Man, uh, Tashaun Wharton. Or t- what is it? Sorry. Tarshawn Wharton, yeah. Tarshawn. I said, t- what did I say? Tashaun? I think it's Tashaun. I think it's Tashaun. I don't think it's Tarshawn. Did you just add an R? Did you just... You just no, it, there is an R. There is an R, but I think it's pronounced like Tashaun. I, I don't think it's Tarshawn. Okay. If there's an R, I feel like you pronounced the R. But you're the yeah, names I guy. Like, I always, you know, I always tell you, you're the names guy. I'm not here to comment on uh, what happens right. on the names. But yeah, uh, that's my, that's my surprise. That's your Chiefs. biggest surprise this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go a different way. Um, and this is one of those that people are gonna go. This is really a surprise for you, but I think if you think about it, I think it is. Um, I think the biggest surprise for me was just Mahomes. Uh, he's just resurged into being the best quarterback in the league. If if and if he's not the best, he's one of the best. And you know, again, he's he was one of the best coming into the season for sure, arguably the best, anyways. Um, but you know, he was number four on the NFL players list, and I think some of that had to do, you know, he had kind of a sporadic sophomore year because he, he was he was banged up a lot of the time, and you know, you didn't know if you were going to get back to slinging at Mahomes. And in a way, we didn't get back to slinging at Mahomes. What we got was an even better version of that. We get a guy that's, through nine weeks, has thrown 25 touchdowns and one interception. He's on pace for the best touchdown-interception ratio of all time. He's the only quarterback to ever throw 20 touchdowns while only throwing one interception. He's on a ridiculous pace. Um, And I just, I think I'm just, and, and you know, again, this doesn't feel like Mahomes being good isn't the surprise. Right, that can't right. be the oh wow, you know. No one's shocked Mahomes is playing well. I'm just, I'm surprised he just snapped it right back in. I'm surprised that week, you know, we're in week nine, right, or going into week eleven coming up here, and we're going to be talking later on in the show here. We've, we're going to talk MVP picks, and you know, I, I've got him as my number one. You got him as your number one. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, and I just, I, I didn't expect that. I think, I think we were all expecting. You know, just a little bit of maybe a little bit of rust, maybe a little bit of Super Bowl hangover, but no, man, he's he's eight and one. He's thrown twenty. He's thrown twenty five touchdowns, one interception. He leads the league's, I think, the league's best offense. You know, there's there's arguments being made for other teams, I think, but I mean, I mean, but and those arguments, honestly, in my opinion, are weak. They're based on the other team doing stupid things like turning the ball over in the red zone, right. like in dumb ways, which right. I will be talking about. Later, of course. Right, and he's been and and the, and the way he's done it is he's been spreading he's been spreading the ball around a lot for a lot yeah. of for a lot of this. It's been he's you know I'd say the Chiefs have had a fair amount of a, a, a lot of different guys catch the balls. Catch at least I think it's literally Truman. At least ten, like not even joking. It's got to be. It's got to be at least ten. And it just he's he's spreading it. You know, because honestly. Um, something that we don't talk about as much, but something that I don't even think we've mentioned this year, but I personally feel like, uh, you know, maybe this is a good time to bring it up. I think uh, Tyree Kills regressed a bit. I think he's dropped a lot of balls. He hasn't looked as sharp. You know, he's had those dynamite plays, but he hasn't had those games where he takes over, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, don't don't rule out a big second half for Tyree Kill. 
But and even and even like Travis Kelsey, you know, he's he's been the best tight end in the league. But you know, even even then, he doesn't feel as good. Even though I know he's on better pace. Yeah, um, I have to disagree with you there. I think that teams uh, in 2018 and 2019 dared Patrick Mahomes to throw that deep ball to Tyreek, saying he can't connect that every time. Right. And then in 2018 and 2019, the Chiefs proved that yes, we can. So I think that teams are double covering Tyreek, and that's why we get this one-on-one situation with. Uh, we get one-on-one with McCole, one-on-one with D-Rob, one-on-one with Sammy Watkins, one-on-one with Byron Pringle, one- and most importantly, one-on-one with uh, Travis Kelsey. And I think teams are just choosing to say that Tyree Kill isn't going to beat us, pick some other way, and Patrick Mahomes saying, okay, and that's why we're seeing all these, you know, seven, eight, nine-yard passes. Sure, sure. Um, For the record, 15 different players have caught a ball this year. Yeah. Although yeah, I do... All- I, every I think single tight end's caught a ball. The, every single tight end on the Chiefs roster has caught a ball, plus the uh, the tackle. So, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and every running back. Right. Well, uh, yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Just waiting on Chad Henney to catch a ball. I think or like that. idiot. Oh my I gosh. Know. But yeah. So I mean, you know, that's a, that's obviously a ridiculous number. A few of those guys have one catch, like DeAndre Washington. Anthony Sherman, Eric Eric Fisher, and Marcus Kemp all have one catch. So four of those guys. But Marcus you know, Kemp has a catch. But there's ten plus guys with multiple receptions. Yeah, Marcus Kemp has a catch. What about Dion Yelder? Does he have a catch? Dion Yelder has two catches. So wait, does that mean Nick Kaiser has more than one catch? He has four catches. Yes. What? Oh my god. He has two less than Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle only has six catches. Would you believe well, that? Well, feed Pringle, Byron, dude. Feed, if feed I told Pringle. you Byron Pringle only had six catches, would you believe that? Yeah, I would. He doesn't get so, the ball that much, but he he probably has more yards than a lot of people. So again, Mahomes being good is not a hot take, but I think it is a little surprising how how he's done it and how quickly he snapped back. You know, all of a sudden yeah. there's there's no more debate. We're done. We're done talking about this. Um, there's maybe a little talk at the beginning when Russ was still playing good. But Russ has played bad the last four weeks, or he's played yeah. he's bad he's played bad three of the last four weeks. Um, so I think that's my biggest surprise. Um. Moving on from that is that you kind of already touched on this, but I want to hear your reasoning on why Wharton is the best defensive rookie this year. And obviously, the offense well, has a pretty... He's not my defensive rookie pick. What? Okay. All right. Now we've got a lot of questions to ask. Okay. So the offense has a pretty clear winner uh, for rookie of the year with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, this was... And, and again, this is going to be a tough category because this team was a team that won the Super Bowl and returned 20 of their 22 starters... Uh, they did lose a few to COVID, but not many. Like, again, a running back that you replaced with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So, um, so there wasn't always going to be a lot of the rookie class. And, you know, and they had low draft picks. Obviously, you're picking at spot 32. You've traded away a, different other, a few different spots. So, offensive rookies kind of settled. Uh, I think you've got three uh, real options for defensive rookie of the year. So, I want to hear who your defensive rookie of the year is. Uh, yeah, so I'm actually going to go with, I know he's injured, but I think you can't ignore Legereus Sneed for can. defensive rookie of the year. I think you can. I, I, re- I, I don't think you can. He was leading the league in interceptions with, I believe, through three two, interceptions. Through two was, I thought it was three. Was it three? I, th- I think through three weeks he had two interceptions. But still, that's ridiculous. I mean, he is slated to come, I believe he's slated to come back here in the this, next couple weeks. This week. He's, he, he was, he's on November 4th, because I was looking this up. He was activated off of the IR on November fourth. He was mm-hmm. uh, he is supposed to practice this week. Uh, again, he was recovering from the broken collarbone, uh, the collar, the broken collarbone bone. 
So, yeah. Yeah, but I, th- I, just, th- I just think he, he played, had to still go he, with the he, Jerry's. He played three games. He played three games. He got hurt in his Yeah, third. sure. I mean, and if if you, I can accept arguments for, for Willie Gay, and I can accept arguments for uh, Tershawn Wharton, but I, I just still think in terms of defensive production that that uh, Legereus still has the best numbers out of everybody else. So that's why I'm going with Legereus for my uh, best defensive rookie this far. That's very, very interesting. I'm just – I'm shocked. After after your biggest surprise is Wharton, somehow you go well, different he is the on biggest surprise. Of the he, he, it doesn't – Because you know, he's just, undrafted? Well, he, he's from Missouri S&T. You so? know what comes out of S&T? Nerds, nerds come out of S and T, not nerds NFL get, football nerds players. Get shit done. NFL yeah, football appa- players can be apparently. Nerds. It's twenty twenty. Apparently, dude, because uh, Levon Deshaun is getting Levon it done. Miller wears glasses. It's twenty twenty. You can have nerds. yeah, but Von Miller can can kill me with a single punch. Chris so. Chris Conley was out there recording Star Wars movies in his backyard while he's an NFL. Don't tell Chris me NFL Conley players can't is, be nerds. Chris Conley is a Chiefs darling. I will accept no slander. No, I, that's no slander. I'm just the, it's just we've we've set some weird standards here, Owen, on uh Yeah, it's how, the biggest surprise. How Missouri s only produces is, nerds, but somehow it's surprised that Thomas Wharton. I'm tell, I'm telling you nerds can be good at football. I'm telling you there's a bunch of nerds at football right now. And uh, they're and they're uh, good. They're good at the sport. All right, whatever, dude. What's your defensive? What's your defensive rookie? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go your way, or the way I thought you were going. I'm gonna go to Sean Warden. Um, here's the. I want to break this down. There's, there's basically three options for defensive rookie of the year, right? That have actually rookies who have actually played for the Chiefs this year. Uh, you've got Legarius Sneed, who has only played three games, and yeah. got hurt in his third one. So, yeah. so that's ridiculous to pick him because oh, he's only okay. played in in one third of the games. Okay. Uh, you could go Willie Gay, our second round draft pick linebacker, or you could go yeah. uh, Wharton. Um, I was looking at because with de- with defensive tackles, they don't have flashy snaps. They don't lead the league in interceptions after week two. You know, they're not going to have they're not going to pl- put out flashy numbers like that. Right. Um, but what Thomas Wharton? But what defensive tackles need to do is they need to show up. They need to play plays they need to the, a lot of times like Dontari Poe people were like man we really drafted Dontari Poe that high Dontari Poe was per- producing it's just something that you don't see them show up when a defensive tackle is producing because that's because you don't want to because you'll only notice a defensive tackle is not there is when someone's just pounding it up the middle and so you haven't noticed it but Warden has played over 50% of the snaps in the last three games that's second and uh, during that time frame he's been second to only Chris Jones so basically, he's rotated into a starting defensive tackle spot as they play a four-three scheme there on Spagnuolo's defense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a solid second or third option, and that's more than you can say. Because here's the question about Lajerry Sneed: is he was starting because Rashad Breland was hurt, or not hurt? Sorry, Rashad Breland got arrested in South Carolina at the start of the season, so he got suspended. Um, but you know, he was in there because because Rashad Breland was hurt, and then Charvarius yeah. Ward was also hurt. Right. That's why we saw Lajerry Sneed. He's back healthy now, maybe, you know. Maybe he'll be back this week or next week. Right. But how does he even rotate in now with those guys? Legere hmm. Sneed ain't going to see the field. Yeah, but uh, I, Warden I, I don't believe that. Has because no, Antonio Hamilton see, still sees the field, and so does so does Ben Neiman. Okay, well, so, Ben, ben uh, Neiman should be shot into space. That's where Willie Gay comes in. And, <laughs> but Willie Gay's only had – he's only had – one game over fifty percent 
of defensive uh, of where he took over 50% of the defensive snaps, and that was against uh, Week 7 against Denver, where he had three yeah. tackles. It was a solid performance. Um, I, I've heard Spagnuolo's defense is very similar to Andy Reid's offense. Uh, not many not many places for rookies to play there. And so yeah. I'm not freaking out about him not playing a lot. But I am just not I, – I, I don't know if I could go anywhere but Wharton because Wharton's the guy who's playing. Okay. Yeah, Lejarius Sneed isn't going to play, and Willie Willie Gay just hasn't got to play. Maybe Lejarius Sneed comes back, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a solid rotation. Maybe they're using three three cornerbacks. Maybe he's going to get in there in the nickel nickel spot, or but you know that's more of a t- that's more of a Tyron Matthew spot. I just don't see how Lejarius Sneed fits back in. Thomas Warden's already fit in. He's he's fought off a healthy Derek Naughty and a healthy Mike Pinnell to get some reps, and he's and he's been you know fifty percent. He's been over fifty percent the last three games, and mm-hmm. you know. I, I don't know if yeah, you're going to see mean, Willie Gay or Legereus Need top 50% the rest of the season in a game unless somebody gets hurt. Yeah, we, we, we say all these things, though. We also said, how is Kelechi Osmele going to get any snaps? And then he, you know, got like 80% snaps until he, till he left. Well, LDT, LD, LDT had to go fight COVID, cause, which also did you see that his lab coat and stethoscope uh, went into the NFL Hall of Fame? No, that's actually really cool. They are going to the That's very cool. Um. So yeah, I just I'm I'm on Warden. I'm you know I'll stop berating you for picking Lejerry Sneed. I get it. It's it's exciting. It's he's flashy. He's got yeah, interceptions. Okay, he's got he's doing all the cool stuff. <laughs> stop. But I'm here for the big boys. I'm here to fight down low. <laughs> Defensive tackles should be that, and Warden should be the Chiefs rookie uh, defensive rookie of the year because I'm all I'm right. here I'm here to tell you. That he has he a, doesn't have a force fumble, and he's and he's not going to win, and he's and he doesn't sack the quarterback, so he's not going to win defensive rookie of the year in the NFL or anything like that. But I'm just I'm here to tell you, he's doesn't he have a sack and a force fumble though? Does he have a sack? I can. I'm pretty sure he does. Let me, let me do a quick. Let, I'm pretty know. sure he has Don't legit worry. one, or at least a, a share of a sack. He has one QB hit. He has one sack. You're right. Yeah, that's what I thought. He did not force. He has one forced fumble and fumble recovery, but that wasn't in that game. Yeah, it wasn't the same game because it was the game where he punched it out, then picked it up, and then fumbled it, and then luckily Matthew was there to grab it. Yeah, it says he forced the fumble, recovered it, and lost three yards on the return. So take yeah, for that. Well, he, yeah, because he fumbled it to do Matthew. <laughs> um, his sack came against Sam Darnold against the Jets two weeks ago. Legend. Only legend sack Sam Darnold. Right. So I mean, you know, he's he's had a sack in every game except for the last one. Sorry, he's All at right. he's at a tackle. He's had a tackle in every game he's played except the last one. He did not play against Baltimore. But other than that, other than Baltimore and Carolina, he's had a sack in seven out of the nine games. That's production that we're not getting from the other two. All right. Fair enough. Um all right. So with that, we've covered the rookie. Let's wrap up the Chiefs here. Uh, with the big question, and this is a you know this is a this is a massive question that is gonna that's only that's only three words long to introduce the title. So it's a, it's very sneaky. Owen, oh, what's your final record prediction for the Chiefs? They're fourteen eight, and two. Fourteen and two. After they're sitting eighteen and they're sitting eight and one right now. They've lost you know, one game in the last three hundred and sixty-five days. Yeah, my brain my brain says fifteen and one, but my Chiefs fan at heart says fourteen and two. And here's why, because. Like that game we dropped to the Raiders, just randomly for no reason at all, we couldn't stop a team on defense. 
Yep. My my right. my my Chiefs fan brain says the Chiefs aren't going to do that for the rest of the year. The Saints and the Bucks aren't better than us, and the rest of the teams that we play besides those two should be cakewalks. But I can't get past my Chiefs fans' heart saying the Chiefs are going to mess it up at least one more time. So, and that was a pace we were, we would have been on last year if Mahomes wouldn't have gone out. So a fourteen and two pace. Who do you who two, do you? So, so they already lost to the Raiders early in the year. Who do you think that second loss is going to be? Uh, it can't be the Raiders again because the Raiders were stupid enough to piss off Andy Reid. So we're going to hang fifty on them on Sunday. But the victory laps uh, and such, yeah, 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 idiots for doing that to to the Chiefs out of all the teams. But I, it's it, we're going to drop something stupid to like the Saints or the Bucks. Okay. That's what my Chiefs fan heart says. But so, my Chiefs fan's brain says that those teams are not even close to be good enough to be able to beat us i get it so i, I get it you think you think they're just gonna drop a random one and i get and, and yeah. that's that's understandable i i could see it uh i also i also had 14 and 2 written down for essentially the same reasons um you drop one more for some reason i mean i'm telling you you go to las vegas you go to tampa bay you go to new orleans those are your and to miami those are four, you know, out of all the, out of, there's, I'm telling you, there's seven teams that remain on this schedule. Uh, if you could have picked the worst four to be on the road to, that's the worst four. That's the worst four yeah, combination. Because your three home games is against Denver, Atlanta, and Los Angeles. So, obviously, I would have much rather, much rather travel to Denver. Obviously, you can't travel to Denver or Los Angeles, but I'd much rather switch out a, a game at Atlanta for a game at, at Tampa Bay. You know, I'd yeah. much rather travel to play that god awful team. You know, yeah, it's funny we got to play the two bottom feeders in in the NFC South at home in Carolina and Atlanta, and then we have to go and travel to go play Tampa Bay and New Orleans. That sucks. That's a bad that draw. Does suck. And does suck. Uh, La- Las Vegas doesn't have to do that. Denver doesn't have to do that. You know, it's just I still think we're gonna TCB though. I think, man. And after all the shit I've talked about, how bad I think the Saints are this year, I bet that's the dumb one we drop. We drop. No, dude. New arm Drew Brees can't beat us. No, No, dude. Drew Drew Brees is done. I think uh, me and my dad were talking about this. There was a play when Kurt Warner was on his comeback, and he just got nailed in the playoffs, and he crumpled into a heap uh, when he was playing for he was playing for the Cardinals. It was after the Super Bowl, Uh and everybody went, "Oh, he's done." He's never going to play again because he's, you know, he's he was 40 plus and you know what he did? He never played again. Yeah. Last night in that Monday night game. No, sorry. Was that last night? No. Was that New Orleans last night? No, it was Bears Oh, Packers. oh, okay. Oh, sorry. It was it was 2 days ago on Sunday. Bears. Yeah, right. Bears it, was, it was Bears Vikings. Sorry. Um, 2 days ago when New Orleans played Drew Brees broke I want to say they said they broke. He broke five ribs. He had a collapsed lung. Um, just you know, it's just kind of insane. So I think that that could be one of those hits where that might be it for Drew Brees, man. That might be the last we ever see Drew Brees play. That, huh. well, that could have been the end of her career, and you wouldn't even know. Wait, it because, so because so he you're went saying out. if it, you're saying you're okay? So hold on, you're saying that you're scared of the team that just lost their starting quarterback. So you're scared of either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Is that what is that what I'm getting? Okay, okay. Here's my question. That, to you. That, Sorry, were you scared? Are you scared of the Raiders? Are you scared of the Bucks? Are you scared of the Dolphins? Are you scared of the no, Saints? No, I'm not. I'm not but scared you of picked you picked a loss as well, did you not? 
I did. So as Chiefs fans, we have to go out and search and say, okay, what's the stupidest loss we could have? Because that's the <laughs> one we'll lose. What's the stupidest <laughs> loss that'll make people question us the most for absolutely no reason? Last year, it was losing in a very stupid way to the Titans, and everyone went, oh, Mahomes is back when they still lost. Not very good. And then they won the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, I, you know what? Maybe it won't be the Saints. Maybe it will be that game at Miami. Maybe you drop, you drop. Yeah. It could be the first game they lose by double digits. They could, they could lose by like 14. Oh, what if Albert Wilson just pops off? That would be, that would, you know what? That, that would be a Chiefs way to lose. Uh, A former player just doing, getting good for no reason. So, uh, that's, you know, so it could be, it could be that Miami, that would be a perfect, that'd be a perfect loss that everybody goes, man, maybe the Chiefs aren't that good. Maybe Mahomes isn't the MVP. Oh, but then Miami would be a serious contention to make the playoffs. Miami is in serious contention to make the playoffs. Um, so I think we can just move on to our next segment. I'm about to so say let's move on. Let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> let's talk. Okay, so we're so we're done. So I feel like so 14 and two. Uh, so I said 15 and one is is tops. Obviously, I think we both agree that there's no reason the Chiefs can't go out and finish the season. I don't. I you know they might not be favored in Tampa Bay, but they still might. I'm not sure there's a game that the Chiefs aren't favored in for the rest of the season. Yeah. It, it could be the Tampa Bay game. They could be. But depending, if they dismantle the Raiders next week and Tampa drops another another dumb one, then you're done. Yeah. And Chiefs are going to be favored in every game for the rest of the season. Um, so, I did say, so but but the bottom, the bottom. So the top is 15-1. I think the bottom is 13-3. and three. Where did, where, yeah, what I'm would you, you. Is, is that, you drop, yeah. I think worst case scenario, I think you drop them to Tampa and New Orleans. Or instead of New Orleans or Tampa, you drop it to Miami. I don't think they yeah. lose this Raiders game. I don't think there's any way after the victory lapse fiasco yeah, no, and all that we stuff. We really, there's no way. Um, okay, so that will wrap it up for the Chiefs. Let's move on to the NFL. Uh, we already kind of and touched, let's talk about the biggest team surprise, which we both know is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I, I went a different way for my biggest team surprise. Really? So, okay, it, it, but it, but it's kind of still related to the the AFC East. I want to say my biggest team surprise is how mediocre the Pats are. That's my mm. biggest team surprise. Okay. Well, you yeah. know, well, when you say biggest team surprise, you automatically think, oh, what's the best thing? What's the biggest, best team surprise? I think the Patriots had the worst team surprise on how mediocre they were. But, yeah, you know. So you think it's Miami? Yeah, it's, I think it's got to be Miami from this team that, you know, everyone said was really bad last year, but. Ended up winning five games, and you know everyone said there's no way they're so stupid they should have been tanking and ended up with Tua and Tua's playing well. Uh, he's not playing super uh, insane. Like honestly, I think Justin Herbert's probably played better than Tua. Uh, and obviously, Tua's only had like you know one start, but I, I think Justin Herbert's played better. But you know Tua's playing well in Miami, and I just I just think that they're the biggest surprise. I, I think out of all the teams, if everyone if I told you one team from the uh the AFC East uh that two teams would be 6 and 3 and the other ones uh wouldn't have a record over 500 that you would have chosen the Jets in Miami to be those below 500. Yeah, I think I think so. So that's why I was saying I think the biggest surprise here is uh I think it's how bad the Patriots are. I think you thought they wouldn't win the um I think you thought they wouldn't win the division for sure. But uh it's it's just surprising how kind of bad they are. I think it's a weird. It's just a weird thing. I it's bet. a weird deal about. 
what they decided to do. It's just, I, I don't think Cam Newton was going to be that much of a regression from Tom Brady. I think we all would agree that Cam Newton fits into a lot more offenses than Tom Brady would have. I think Cam Newton's a much better athlete than Tom Brady is, and uh-huh. Belichick's a much better uh-huh. coach than Bruce Arians is. So I think a lot of people were like, oh, well, Belichick's going to put it together. And I think everybody thought Bruce, you know, they were like, well, Bruce Arians isn't as good of a coach as Belichick. You know, it's, I, I think I'm just, I'm just shocked that it's not the, the Patriots. But it's, uh, I think I'm shocked by how mediocre the Patriots are doing. Yeah, I'm there with you, pal. Um, so, so I guess that kind of covers, I guess, so biggest team surprise, just to recap, you have it as the Miami Dolphins, which I think is a fair pick. I just looked at it from a different light and went worst team surprise and you went best team surprise. Yep. And it just so happens in the same division. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I like it. I got, I got no beefs there. Um, talking about surprises. So we... I, and uh, let's let's go from a very surprising topic to maybe a not very surprising topic. I want to do uh, the top three MVP candidates, and I and again I think I think neither of our top threes are going to be very surprising. And I think if you had told anybody where our top threes are at at the beginning of the year, who we had as our top three, I think nobody would be surprised. But uh-huh. I want you to give me your top three MVP candidates and why each one will win the MVP award. Sure. Okay. But at first, I do have to do two honorable mentions. On players that are fringe MVP candidates, uh, honorable mention to Josh Allen and honorable mention to Tom Brady. Uh, I think both of them have played well enough to deserve to be in the conversation, but I don't think they should be the main three. Right. And I'm, with, I'm with you there. Uh, I had somebody on Twitter tell me that if the Bills won the Super Bowl, that Josh Allen would win MVP. And uh, if anybody out there is thinking that for some reason. Wait, like r- Super Bowl MVP? No. Like league MVP. Uh, so um, just several case, questions. If anybody out there is thinking about saying that to your friends at a dinner party, or people that you know that respect you, or something like that, please don't. Josh Allen is not an MVP candidate. One, the Bills aren't going to win the Super Bowl. Two, the MVP is voted on before the playoffs begin. And three, it's just no. Just for so <laughs> many reasons, no, man. Just. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. Well, for, for my top three MVP candidates, I think you still have to go uh, for number three. I think you still have to go with Russ. Uh, he had some really crazy numbers. He has kind of fallen off in October like he always does, but you still have to include him in the conversation because of this year quantity of touchdowns that he's put up this far. Uh, at two, I think you still have to go Rodgers. Um, he's carrying the Packers uh, with wide receivers that uh, only one of them you could probably name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and then number one, you have to, it has to be Patrick. I mean, second most touchdowns, fewest interceptions. Uh, I think he's got third most touchdowns. I think he's behind Rogers. Is he not? Yeah, but I, maybe, but I think, you still I think Rogers put, has 26. He has 25. I think that's, yeah, I still think you had to put Mahomes first. Well, I think what Rogers only has like what three picks, right? Or is it four? Yeah, Rogers only has three picks. And Rogers doing what Rogers normally does and have a league low, uh, touchdown to interception ratio but Patrick Mahomes is beating him and that's why Patrick Mahomes is number one because the Packers find a way to lose games and the Chiefs don't so yeah and yeah and uh, here's why Russ will win the award if Russ carries his team in the best division in football uh to winning if he if he wins that division and then 
the Seahawks make a run. Well, I guess, yeah, if he wins that division and has a three to one touchdown interception ratio for the rest of the, for the rest of the year, that will put him at 2018 Mahomes esque numbers and he'll win the award. Um, if Rodgers does exactly what he normally does and Patrick Mahomes throws more interceptions than him, then Rodgers will win the award. But if Mahomes continues on his current pace, he will win the award. Yeah, no and, that, and that's where we're at. Um, so you have Rodgers in front of Russ. Yes. I think that's a tough one for a lot of people right now. Um, I'll, I'll say, okay, I, I have Russ at three, Rodgers at two, Mahomes at one. Um mm-hmm. So I agree with you. Um, and I'm fine with the shout-outs to Josh Allen and Tom Brady. Josh Allen is leading the league in yards, but he's just not – he's just not very good, man. He's, you know, he's 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's just not – that's not flashy enough, and and they might not win the division. Uh, also, the last – so for the record, which is, is, is an issue with Russ, for the record, the last time that a non-division winner won the MVP, it was Adrian Peterson, who fell – 20 yards short from breaking the rushing record after tearing his ACL. That's why he won that's, the MVP. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah, right. Because that's every time we talk about what a running back would have to do, you'd have to break it because AP almost broke it after tearing his ACL and he won it like that. And well, that was with the Vikings, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, he deserved it that year. He was insane. <laughs> yeah, he was clearly the best. He was clearly the best candidate. Um, But yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are going Mahomes, Rogers, Russ. And... You know, it's weird because five weeks ago, Russ was everybody's clear number one. Yep. You know, um, people tried to give Russ the re- re- award after week two. Um, but let's let's do it from the. I want to go from the top bottom. So, Mahomes is the number one candidate, uh, MVP candidate. He's on a historical touchdown interception ratio. He's on pace to throw forty-five touchdowns right now. And two interceptions. If he throws 45 touchdowns and two interceptions and the Chiefs win 13-plus, he he wins the MVP. Without a doubt, it's over. No questions. No questions asked. No need. Um, Rodgers is like the healthy middle ground kind of of between Mahomes and Russ. He's he's at 26 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, He's... He's continuing to play, you know, but if he can, and he's picked it up, and if, I, but I think, I think Mahomes, I think Rodgers, because he's in the middle ground, he isn't one of the outrageous, he isn't leading the league in uh, touchdowns, or he isn't leading the league in touchdown to interception ratio. I think Rodgers is going to have to have those two guys drop off. So I think the way that Rodgers wins it, and I think the reason he'll win it, is that, uh, you know, Mahomes is on a historical, a historical touchdown interception ratio, but he's had a few dropped interceptions. So there is a mean of reg- means for regression there sometime. And Russ has looked bad these last four games. At least three of the last four games he's he's regressed. You know, Russ had like two interceptions. He's been my dummy play of the week three weeks in a row because he continues to throw red zone picks. Right. He had like two interceptions four games ago. And now he's at – now he's to over 10. He's somebody, And somebody was telling me – because the reason that Josh Allen came up in the MVP count – conversations because we were arguing about this on twitter about what russ would have to do and russ has already thrown 11 interceptions and the guy's like well russ has never thrown for more than 12 interceptions in his career it's like yeah but never in his career he's been at 11 interceptions going into week 11 so he's not he's gonna throw more than 12 interceptions this year and 
So, okay, so Rodgers, so the reason Rodgers will win it is because the odds that Mahomes or Russ regresses, probably high. Uh, you know, the thing about historical rates is that they're historical. The odds, you know, technically the odds that Mahomes breaks the record for something this year is 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 a little slim because that's how that works. And the odds that Russ breaks the record for touchdown passes in a season, he's already off the pace again. He's already he was on pace. He was on pace for 56. I think he threw I think he only threw I don't think he threw any this this weekend. So now he's now he's off pace. Yeah, got to you got to throw about four a game. And now he's and he's back off pace again. So now Russ has already regressed where he's not going to throw it. So I think that's why Rodgers has the best chance. Uh, Russ has the in Russ's reason that he's going to win it. And this is I think is an interesting part that nobody's talking about. And remember we talked about this early in the season with Russ is that what it's going to take is playing is what MVP seasons are made of is a lot of wins and you get a lot of wins and really good stats by playing really bad teams. So the reason that Russell Wilson's going to win the MVP is because he's going to write the ship here soon. And here's the thing is five of his last seven games are against the NFC East, the Jets, or the 49ers. That's not good. <laughs> I mean, that's not good for everybody else. He gets to play the football team. He gets to play the Giants, and he gets to play the Eagles, and he gets to play the Jets and the 49ers. The only other two games he's got to play, the only other two really good games he's got to play is against the 49 is against the Cardinals and the and the Rams, which just makes sense. That's how that's how you know seasons work. Right. But you know his his season is backloaded with a lot of cupcakes, and where you can make that push to win it. And uh if and his defense is bad enough that he gets into shootouts against these teams, you know. He didn't throw any touchdowns this week, but he could certainly throw five or six the next two weeks and be right back there. True. Um, and so, but I think his defense is just so bad that even against these terrible teams, that he won't get the ball enough. They're gonna get shootouts. I, well, yeah, the issue with I guess the issue with the Jets or the 49ers, I mean, or like the Jets or the Giants or the Eagles, is they're not gonna score quick. <laughs> no matter how bad your defense is, those teams cannot score quick because they are bad. Mm-hmm. It's the same and same with the football team. The football, uh, but I, if you give. Alex Smith enough cushion. Maybe they maybe they don't win, or maybe they maybe they maybe they do score quick. No. Um. So yeah, I guess you need a little bit of help from some really bad teams. Um. But uh, it's just very interesting. Um. Breaking news here on the Dom That's True podcast, oh. and this could be potentially big news, especially when we're talking about your your boy Legarius Sneed. Uh, have you heard about DeAndre Baker? Have you heard this? Oh uh, yeah, you know I actually did broke right before the show started. He I was, forgot to mention it. He was the cornerback who got kicked off the Giants for allegedly uh, like robbing another NFL player, and mm-hmm. then he was uh, the the lawyers that were against him have dropped charges, and the other lawyers were charged for extortion of DeAndre Baker. So he has been dropped by the Giants. Uh, breaking news: uh, He has just been signed to the Chiefs practice squad. Oh gosh! And that was a first round pick two years yeah, ago. That, a year that ago? was a guy that people us wanted us to, wanted us to take in 2019. Yeah, so that's a huge. That could be a huge splash, and that's what being the Super Bowl champs are all about, baby. You get to sign. Oh yeah, that. dude. This is what we, whatever. This is what we talk about. Whatever, dude. You want to come get a ring after God extorted? Come get a ring. Uh, so yeah. So Mahomes, Rogers, Russ. Sorry, uh, Mahomes, Rogers, Russ. Uh, but I think Russ still, you know, we've kind of counted Russ out of it here for a bit on this show. I think Russ is due to due to kick about kickstart this MVP candidacy into, All right, into hyperdrive. Maybe. 
Um, okay, so let's move on from MVP of the year to coach of the year. Um, who, oh, and who is your coach of the year? Brian Flores. It's got to be. It's got to be. Who's it going to be? Uh, uh, unless you say Bruce Arians, but. No. 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 Exactly. Sorry. You exactly. Have, My thoughts sorry. exactly. You have Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Jason Pierre Paul's played really good. Anto- Ronald Jones played well. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. You, you just signed Antonio Brown. You don't see this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, like Andy Reid won't won't win Coach of the Year ever again. Neither will Bill Belichick. Yeah, this is yeah. That's why. Brian well, Flores Bill Belichick might win it in like two years if he gets Trevor Lawrence and then comes back. No, I'd be I'd be pissed. But it's still got to be Brian Flores, dude. Taking a team that we thought was going to win one game last year to five games, and we were like. Okay. You know that uh, Vince McMahon uh, gif that everyone uses mm-hmm. uh, from WWE mm-hmm. where he's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just like gets more and more excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's me with Brian Flores. That's you with the Dolphins this year, kind of? Yeah. I was like, hmm. You know? Okay. Oh, wow. Oh. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. That's, that, that's how I am with Brian Flores and the Dolphins. He's my coach of the year. I don't, you know, and I, I don't hate that pick. Uh, I also have Brian Flores, but in... And while, you know, obviously the Dolphins have been playing really well, and I think they're going to make a push here for the AFC East. Um, oh, that would be insane. That, imagine if that team was the worst of first, Truman. It's not It's not out of the realm. Were the Jets not worse than them last year? Did the Jets not draft before them? I think the Jets were worse than the Dolphins they, last year. Yeah, I got to check that. Um, I got to fact check myself. You should You should check that. Um, but the, the, the underrated part of this is that uh, Brian Flores made a very ballsy coaching decision about halfway through. True, and the Jets won seven games last year. Wow, did they really? Yeah, they won oh seven. God. How did that team win? Okay, whatever. Um, I guess they did yeah, have so Jamal they're in Adams and that was the first. Robbie Anderson. Um, so, there's a lot of doubt um, around him when he was tanking for Tua, but he still won five games. He still put together an all-right season. He still got Tua. And then when the Dol- when the Dolphins are at three and three, which was a surprise to everybody, Ryan Fitzpatrick was rolling. He was a top ten quarterback by QBR and uh, quarterback rating. By a lot of stats, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a top ten quarterback. He made the very ballsy decision to pull Ryan Fitzpatrick to start his rookie to a to to a Tango Tango Live Tango Valoa. Thank you. Uh, whew, there's a lot of L's and O's and U's and A's and V's. I uh, they all go together somehow. Uh, yeah. So. And you know, I think I think I thought it was a mistake. I was like, "How can you pull that? How can you?" Yeah, I was with you. It was you're three and three. Ryan Fitzpatrick is rolling. How can you do it? Oh, what have they done since then? Three and zero. They're up to six and three. They're challenging for the they're challenging for the AFC East. I think they're going to make a push. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Brian Flores is my coach of the year just because uh, he has turned the Dolphins team around and he made this very sneaky good coaching decision. So yeah, I love I love a good Brian Flores pick here. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. I, yeah, no complaints. I think I think you just got to. I, I don't think there's anybody else. You know, maybe you could say John Gruden if the Raiders keep going, but no way. But no, like yep. you, you you can't lose the division to get Coach of the Year. Nope, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't think you picked John Gruden. Uh, well, okay. The Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, so let's. Wrap up our midseason NFL talk. We'll come back and we'll do a few of the. We we cut out most of the weekly segments, but we did we did have to do a, a few just to touch on them. But Owen, I want to do a little exercise here. I've got a stopwatch out here. All right, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it up to the screen so you can see it. I'm uh-huh. gonna start it. 
What I want to do here is us to pick every division winner, and we each get 30 seconds to talk about it. And then you got to move on. At 30 seconds, no matter what, the next the next guy has to start talking. Whether the other guy's still talking, you got to start going. I don't care if you're interrupting me. Just keep going. We're going to. Oh, gonna, wait, wait. So, so wait, you want to do all, all of them? No, 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 no. Every 30 seconds, we're switching. So okay. You'll go AFC East. Make it 20. Make it 20. Okay. Make it 20. All right, 20 seconds. Okay, but you go, you go AFC East, I'll go AFC East. So we'll go East, North, South, West. All right. I'll go first. How about that? So that way you can just go off of that. So, yeah. Since I've apparently good. decided this order and didn't decide to tell you at all before the show. But here we are. <laughs> all right. Are you ready to rock? 20 seconds each. Let's start. Yes, sir, let's go. Owen, the Dolphins are my pick for the, for the, NFC, yeah, for the AFC East. For the AFC East, they are a plus 69 point differential as the Bills are only plus seven. I think they're going to keep on regressing and two is going to lead them with a great defense. And I think that's my pick for the AFC East. Oh, and give me your pick for the AFC East. Okay, that's your 20 seconds. Okay, uh, I'm actually going to go with the Bills because I'm not a moron. Um, I know that Brian Flores and Tua and the Dolphins defense has been playing extremely well. They've also had the last place schedule, meaning they've played garbage teams. I still think you have to go with the Bills. Uh, even their second string running back Zach Moss is showing out for the Bills. So I, you know, and they have Stephon Diggs. So the pick for the AFC North for me has got to be the nine and O Pittsburgh Steelers. This seems to be a pretty easy pick. They are at nine and O. You have the Browns and the Ravens both at six and three, but with a three game, three games to go, a three game lead, seven games to go. I think that's a pretty cushy seven. And the Steelers schedule is full of cupcakes and way easier than the Ravens or the Browns schedule as they were worse last year. Yeah, the so the Steelers are playing a second place schedule. Uh, if their schedule's easy as hell, they're a cheesy team, they're frauds, but they're also going to probably win out or only lose one more game. Uh, you can't pick the Ravens because they're frauds and chokers, So you, and you can't pick the Brown because they're garbage. Uh, even though they are 6-3, may, make the playoffs. You still have to go to the Steelers. So now when we talk about the AFC South, it's going to be a pretty tough It's going to be a pretty tough decision that you have to pick between the Colts or the Titans. Here's the thing. is The Titans have a slightly tougher remaining schedule, and they've already lost their home game versus the Colts. Uh, so there will be the rematch between those, and the, but the but the Colts do get to face the Houston Texans two more times, while the Titans only get to face them once. Give me the Colts over the Tennessee Titans in the AFC South. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Phillip Rivers is playing well, not terrible. We did see him get vaulted in a kind of funny manner, but uh, Phillip Rivers is going to be doing the vaulting next time the Colts play the Titans because the Titans are actually super frauds as compared to the Ravens, who are only regular frauds. Uh, the Colts' defense is incredible, probably the best defense in the league. And once again, my boy Phillip putting up regular ass numbers. The Kansas City Chiefs are my pick for the AFC West. And here's the thing. We are Chiefs homers. They're up two games. but they And we did mention that they do have a tough schedule. But I just like them more. I think they've got – I think they're built up well. And if they win this week, they'll be up three games with six to play over, the, over those Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't think the Raiders have the power to continue to keep it up throughout the rest of the year. They might be a playoff team. Yeah, the Chiefs are the best team in the league. And it's really obvious. Um, the Chiefs only, ha- only had 30 yards rushing and still stomped uh, – Really stomped, even though the game the score looked closer. They really did stomp the Panthers. Um, only needed 30 yards of rushing. Imagine uh, against a worse rushing defense like the Raiders, uh, what the Chiefs are going to look like. So, yeah, the, the, the Chiefs have to win the West because everyone else sucks. Okay, coming up into probably the hardest division to pick. We're going to start with the NFC East on the NFC side. Uh, you know what? It's a, it's a, you got a four way coin. I'll toss it up. Uh, here we go. I'm going with the New York Giants. I think Danny, I think they have the least amount of away games remaining and they've on a two game winning streak. So why not the New York Giants, Danny Dimes? So the, the Eagles keep fumbling, but the one thing they're not going to fumble is their lead. They actually have a two game lead. Half game. Uh, 
whatever half game lead uh they're not gonna fumble this one away because everyone else is garbage i don't care how good chase young is even though alex smith is my guy and i really believe in the washington football team's ability to to actually win this league danny dimes is terrible but the uh the eagles suck less slightly less. packers are my pick for the nfc and the nfc north i don't think chicago will win another game all this this year with especially without akeem hicks uh detroit and oh shit the vikings aren't going to be able to challenge for the division with this with this few of time remaining they've only got two losses uh give me the packers to close them out i i think it's not even gonna be close in the nfc north yeah it's gonna go straight to the packers it's really simple uh sorry to my guy matt Nagy. um it, he might get fired at the end of the season, but uh, maybe the Bears ownership sees that he hasn't had a real quarterback that's not a piece of paper. Um, but it's going to be really easy for the Packers here going on. Uh, Adam Jones is absolutely nutter butter. Um, they're not. They're just not going to lose. Uh, for the NFC South, give me the New Orleans Saints. It's going to be tough because Drew Brees' injury puts a big question mark on this. But it seems the Bucks are Bucks are just not better than the Saints. Uh, we've we've trashed on the Saints a lot, and they've been very inconsistent. Obviously, they've dropped games to the likes of the Raiders, but they have beat the Bucks twice. And there's something to be said there. Uh, it'll be a big question about who replaces Drew Brees and how well they can do. Jameis time? Yeah, Tom Brady is an old man. Uh, he showed it the last time they played the Saints, getting freaking blanked. Also, the other time they played, he forgot what down it was. Big lull. Um, but you have to go with uh, the Saints here. I think they're just a better team. They got better wide receivers, and a famous Jameis is going to step up and put up numbers. I'm actually a big Jameis believer, but uh, yeah, go Saints. Uh, for my NFC West, again, one of the probably hardest divisions to pick. There, obviously, there's three six and three teams there with the Seahawks, the the Cardinals, and. The Rams. I've wasted half my time describing that, but my pick is the Seahawks. We talked about it earlier. They've got five of their seven games remaining against terrible teams. I like them to win. Yeah, so I was actually thinking about going cards because they are my worst or first pick, but I'm gonna, actually going to go super spicy and go with the Rams. Their defense is better. Jared Goff is actually playing really well. No one's been talking about him, though, because the Rams uh, lost all their games early in the season, but they're, I'm pretty sure they're on a five or six-game winning streak here. Um but yeah, I'm gonna actually gonna go with the Rams to win that. Time, well. baby, that's it. Woo, woo, woo. Take a breath, breathe it in. I like that segment. That was fun. That was I nice. like that a that lot. Was that was fun. great. That was, there's a lot of those. But yeah, for real though, uh, I think the other Rams are in a really good spot. That's very interesting. Um, that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be very interesting to see how this close up. A lot of the times, the seasons are kind of you know they're like maybe one of the conferences are kind of. Uh, like exciting or competitive, both conferences are kind of exciting. And I, you know, I uh, a sleeper for a wild card team. I know we're talking division winners here. Uh, don't count out the Minnesota Vikings just yet. Shout out my boy Cole. <laughs> they have been playing well. You know, I, I have been thinking about that. They have been playing really well. They beat the Bears. If Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, let Dalvin Cook, baby. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> all right. <sighs> Caught my breath here. Uh, so that was exciting, but you know what's more exciting? Actually, I don't know if this will be more exciting, but what's it the, what? Exciting. But it, it is my favorite segment of the week, Owen. Give me the yeah! AFC South Team of the Week. Oh, okay. Well, uh, man, I don't know. I, I didn't get too much thought into this. I was really thinking about how good Jared Goff is. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Colts. Um... Just because I, I I like my boy Philip, you know I like to see the man uh, who is second uh, to Antonio Cromartie in a number of children had in the NFL. Um, so it's it's just gonna have to be Philip, man. You know, 
they they keep winning for no reason. Uh, they just absolutely smacked the Titans. It, it was ugly. The Colts were in complete control. Uh, Ryan Tannehill went back to being Miami Ryan Tannehill. It was it was nice and refreshing. Uh, so yeah, the Colts are my FC South. You know, I yeah, uh, I, I'm right there with you. They had the they obviously had the AFC South uh, team of the week showdown for me pretty much. Yeah, as we talked about this last week. It was Titans versus Colts on Thursday night. What a Thursday night game! Give the AFC South the rest of the Thursday night games for the end of time. Uh, okay. Hold on, hold on, real quick, Sherman. Relooking at the box score here, Jacoby Brissett had a rushing touchdown. Yeah. He had one carry for two yards and a touchdown. Do they just not trust Phillip Rivers on the goal line for QB sneaks? It really doesn't matter why Jacoby Brissett came in to run it, right? Because if he scored, he scored. Uh, yeah, it's true. That is how that works. I don't know. Well, it's it's basically you can bring in somebody who's more mobile, more athletic, and he can run the Wildcat, but he can also pass. Which Dude, and Naheem Himes. Naheem's Himes has got to be like fantasy pickup of the year. He popped off. Five, five catches for 45 yards and a tutter. 12 carries for 70 yards and a tutter. Dude, that's got to be like fantasy pickup of the year right there. He popped off. He popped off there. Uh, so, yeah. Um, obviously, the another thing leading into this is that, you know, the Titans were at 5-0, and if you don't remember that. Uh, they're now down to 6-3, which means they've gone 1-3 in their last four games, while the Colts have gone 3-1 and in their last four games. Um, that's why... Exciting division in football? Right. During during our little our little piece uh, on the division winners there, uh, I think... I picked the Colts, and I, I stand by it. I love it. Um, uh, they're a strong pick. It's a great pick. Um, so moving on from that, it kind of segues me into my... Uh, the other segment that I want to talk about that we kept is the Eliminated Playoff Team of the Week. Owen, who is your Eliminated Playoff Team of the Week? The 49ers have been officially eliminated from the playoffs in my eyeballs. <laughs> I didn't it, know we hadn't eliminated them. I forget. Yeah, uh, George Kittle you know, and Jimmy Garoppolo have been hurt for a bit here, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just there's not too many other too many other teams that I can choose to officially eliminate that we haven't eliminated yet. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like everybody knows that the Broncos and Chargers aren't making the playoffs. Right. Everyone's picked the Bengals to not make the playoffs. We've easy. already picked the Texans to not make the playoffs. That's easy. Uh, the Jaguars. Yeah, I don't know who, just who sadly. else is there. I, Jake Luton. I, I am former future trivia question answer Jake Luton. Uh, you know, maybe I, you still can't even eliminate the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah I'm going to stick with the Niners. You can have fun with the, the difficulties. I'm going to go with the easy pick of the Niners here. You cannot eliminate anybody in the NFC East, especially if Andy Dalton comes back, because if Andy Dalton comes back and plays for the, plays for the Cowboys this year, He'll, he'll probably be the best starter in the, in the NFC in the NFC East, which is oh my god, what a shit show that division is. Um, that's certainly possible, I guess. All right, my eliminated playoff team of the week, and this was tough. And I want to preface this: we've got a problem in the AFC brewing. Um, there are six teams in the AFC right now that are tied at six and three. Two teams are tied for the division lead: the Colts and the Titans. They're both six and three. But whoever doesn't win that will have to take on four other six and three teams to find out who gets the three playoff wild cards. Can, can you name all, all? I gave you the Colts and the Titans. Can you name the other four teams that are at six and three without looking at the? Yeah. So we've got Ravens. We've got Dolphins. Actually, uh, 
We've got the Raiders, and we've got the Browns. The Browns. Those are your four. There's six teams there. So we've got to start eliminating some of these teams, and I think if you look at all six of those teams, who do you think played the worst this week? Mm, I think the Titans. This is going to be a cop-out answer, and this is going to be tough. Uh, The Raiders won, obviously. Mm. The Browns won. Yep. It might have been ugly. The Dolphins won. The Colts mm-hmm. beat the Titans, but now they're tied. So who knows what's going to happen there? Oh man, you're going there! Wow. No, I, this is an this is an insane take, and you can't eliminate them off of them having the worst week. Obviously, that was a terrible game there, in terrible conditions in New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could just be a fluke game, but. I think the Baltimore Ravens had the worst week, and I'm not, oh, and, and I'm my. not here to tell you that they're eliminated. But you got to eliminate. But you know, there's two of those teams aren't going to make it. That's crazy. That's what it comes down to, because and and and, and the other part of that is the Dolphins might go and catch the Bills. That's and, insane. And they're they're you know the Dolphins are a half game back. I think the Bills are seven and three, and the Dolphins are six and three. Yep, that's correct. And if they and if the Dolph and if the the Bills have a bye week, if the Dolph the Dolphins can make up that half game, then it's then you're right there. Um, so this this is premature to eliminate any of these teams, but the Ravens and the because the Ravens have only lost to the Chiefs and the Steelers, and then again that terrible game against the Pats. But if we got to start looking at it, the Ravens do not have not looked good. Lamar Jackson has looked uh, just not a Lamar MVP, not even the half of the Lamar MVP guy that we saw last year. Um, but I will tell you as it stands right now, the current, currently the two teams that are out of the playoff picture are the Browns and the Titans based on tiebreakers. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. But for my eliminated playoff team of the week, technically I'll go with the Baltimore Ravens. All right. That's you're, you're crazy, but I know. So we're going to end the actual sports content off there with a, a super spicy take just for you. Oh, Dude, I need some water from that one. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's some, so hot. From that, it's just so spicy. Uh, I need some water just before we get into the Dom. That's true. Uh, top ten of the week, Owen. I, you know, and I was. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was struggling to uh-huh. find a topic, but I, you know, happen to be in Kansas City currently. Uh, yeah. Visiting my visiting my parents. Um, yeah. You know, just having a having a having a swell time. And I was sitting there last night. I was talking to my dad. I was writing the script next to him, and I said. Dad, can you give me a top 10 topic for what we got to talk about? I just don't know if I really have one that I'd love to play. And he was like, um, hmm. He's like, how about, you know, just especially since, and it was kind of topical since I've been traveling and stuff. Uh, I want, Owen, I want you to give me the top 10 countries you're going to visit once uh, COVID is over. Or countries, right. you, or, you know, and obviously we're both 23. We're both, uh, on the extremely wealthy and handsome yes of course but so maybe we're not traveling immediately to those games but i want to i want to hear if you've got uh give me your top 10 that you would travel to all right so the first three are countries that i've already been to but um so they would be the easiest to travel to so that's why they're the bottom of my list but yeah um sorry so before before you start uh about being young rich and handsome our uh our buddies seattle said cap so Cap. Uh, 
My goodness. Um, He's tall. Whatever whatever you say, marriage and boy. And whatever you say, all right, marriage All right, all right, all right. Get in your top ten. Get in your top ten. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to rile. Right. I had to get you f- f- riled up right before <laughs> yeah, we started. Yeah, fluffed. You know, my feathers all fluffed. Anyway. All right, starting number 10, uh, Mexico. I know Mexico is kind of crazy, but they do have a lot of good t- tourist spots. Uh, it's very pretty in the summer, and uh, I've heard that Mexican tequila is insane. Like, from Mexico tequila, like, in Mexico is insane. So, Mexico number 10. Uh, country that's kind of uh, been wild, still is wild, um, kind of topsy-turvy, depending on where you're going in Jamaica. Uh, Ooh, I, do like, I do like Jamaica. It's very spot-specific. Um, it is a very touristy country, but I do like Jamaica. A country I'm considering living in because I hate taxes, the Cayman Islands, coming in at number eight. Uh, the Cayman Islands, little known fact, has no taxes. Did you know that, Truman? I did not know that. Yeah, the, no taxes in the Cayman. Nice. Uh, just kidding. I believe it's just sales tax. I'm oh. sure that I think the property tax is like insane, but no sales tax in the Cayman. Uh, number seven, France. Uh, got a lot of great history. It's beautiful. Go France. France at number six. I mean, seven. Sorry. At number six, I have Japan. Uh, Japan's a really unique culture. Everyone says it's great to visit there. Uh, One of my bucket list items is to just see a river filled with cherry blossoms because I think cherry blossom trees are some of the prettiest trees in the world. I I also think the National Parks by Mount Fuji would be really nice to visit. Japan at number six. And now countries that make more sense for me to visit uh number five argentina uh as you know i speak spanish so spanish-speaking countries uh probably a good idea for me to visit since it would be a lot easier for me to visit there um so yeah span uh argentina at five uh I've, like it's very pretty lots of good tourist spots buenos aires is cool sure sure uh at number four i've actually got sweden it's a really pretty place Pop. uh <laughs> weeb 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 Sorry. Oh, they're calling me a weeb for Japan. Sorry, oh, come on to... now. Come on. I didn't even mention any weeb shit. Yeah, so I just wanted to hit you with weeb. Just come on. Right. Anyway. Sure. All right. Uh, Sweden at four. Uh, Sweden's just really pretty. That's basically it. I like mountains. Sweden's the got like the people or uh, both actually. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard the women's in Sweden are very beautiful. So uh, Sweden or, at four. I've heard the men. I don't know. Well, I don't. I, well, and then know, my top three just discuss that. That's and fine. then my top three just make the most sense for me. Uh, number three, England. Uh, I'd go see Tottenham play, as you know. Really big Tottenham fan. Mm-hmm. I, and I just want to go watch some Premier League soccer in England. Get some fish and chips, you know, the regular stuff. T- top of the morning to you. Uh, and then blast, come out, you black and tans. Um, and then at number two, I've got Italy. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm Catholic. So it would be really nice to visit the Vatican and see all those religious sites. Um but also Italy on vacation. Come on, that's not what vacation. Yeah, maybe, about. maybe. Vacation's dude, about it's sinning, it's, it's bro. Rome. Vacation's about that. sinning, bro. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard that uh, Latin Mass is insane, though. Um, so I, I might like to visit one of those. But also, Italy's just freaking gorgeous, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the food in Italy is nuts. Yeah, so te- technically, if you're visiting the Vatican, that's another country. You're oh, getting a that- twofer on this list. I know. It's I, you I, know what? It's I'm just, just gonna include include all of Europe then. That's not how this if works. You get, if you get Rome and the Vatican, if you get Italy and the Vatican, I get... Okay, stop, stop. Anyway, number one, Spain, uh, for obvious reasons. I speak Spanish, so 
going to Spain has been on my bucket list for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. Spain, I've learned a lot about Spain through in school and through history classes. There's like, it's like th it's it's kind of like a condensed America in the terms of like the the corners of Spain are like completely different from one another. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, Spain's just a gorgeous country, and I'd really like to visit. So that's right. my uh, top ten. So uh, starting from the bottom, going back to the top, I got Mexico, Jamaica, the Cayman, France, Japan, Argentina, Sweden, England. England, Italy, and Spain. Of course, Cayman because tax evasion is pog. Uh, That's true. True. It's true. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> My top 10 of the week. Uh, so we've got top 10 countries to visit when COVID is over. This is Truman's top 10 countries to visit when COVID is over. I'm going to start number 10. This is different. Uh, I'm not here to do any accents. And trust me, if I had this accent, I'd throw it down on you. Uh, would you? <laughs> would you? <laughs> no, but number 10 is Australia. Uh, I think I just think it'd be fun. Uh, don't go during the summer when it's hot as hell. Don't go out into... Wait, Truman, in the summer it's cold as hell. Not their summer, oh, dummy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and everything's upside down, but we still, I'd still go walk <laughs> on the ground there. Um, or the sky, or whatever. I don't know. Um, I just think I, th I think there's a lot of sites to be seen. I think it's a very different culture. I think it would just be very. A lot of these are just doing it for the culture. I think um, I've heard that I've heard that all Australians are assholes. Like I've heard that they're all fucking jerks. I'm sure, but you know, my people, <laughs> my people, um, my people. Number ten, uh, number nine. I actually have Italy. I'm not going to include the Vatican City. Don't give a shit about your Catholic culture. Uh, <laughs> I just want to go and visit. Uh, go and visit. Oh man, I just. Oh, I just made fun of you, and now I got to... The one with all the rivers, is it... Oh, Venice. Is it Venice? Okay, thank you. I, I I almost said Florence, so I'm glad I didn't. You know, You're like, talking about the ones with the boats through the city, right? Yeah, there's a lot of an, there's a lot of ancient history through... Or ancient. There's a lot of older history in Italy that I think would be very interesting. Maybe go to Rome. You can see a lot of... Uh, there's also a lot of good uh, old architecture. Of course, I was in architectural engineering major in college it's you know it's just a lot of great things to go visit there i would love Los to go aqueductos. yeah there's a lot of things i'd like to go see there um number eight um you know whenever we're getting back from covid uh my answer is going to be uh japan for number eight not because of any <laughs> weeps, not because of any weep stuff because i you know me i've literally never watched anime in my life uh i think my favorite anime would have to be if i had to pick though i think my favorite anime would be the simpsons um but for over Cory in the house <laughs> for japan uh i think it'd be interesting to go back once covid's back because of course japan is hosting the olympics the summer oh. olympics when it comes back okay sorry to interrupt you but uh japan really does have the best olympics logo i've ever seen I've, have yeah. you seen the japanese olympics I, logo i haven't i'm just telling you that it's I think really I'd like clean uh so yeah so number eight japan for the olympics no weeb stuff involved at all uh Get some good food there. I think I think there's some good food and definitely some uh, stuff that we don't get over here in the states. Um, number seven, uh, you know, I know we said different countries, and I'm gonna I want to go to a place that feels like a different country. You know, maybe if it isn't a different country, I want to go to a place that feels like a different country. Uh, I, I would like to go to Florida. I've got a <laughs> we had a, we had a, a, a Disney World we had a Disney World uh, trip planned with my my girlfriend and her sister and her boyfriend. <laughs> Planned for Florida before everything happened. We were going to go to the Food and Wine Festival at Disney World. So, you know what? 
Uh, it feels like a different place. So you know it. what? You know what? It feels like a different place. So Florida, I, again, and this is, and, and you didn't point this out, but this is number seven on the seventy seventh day of the podcast. All right, uh, this is my number seven of the top ten. Um, we started the podcast on day one of the podcast. We didn't even have a top ten. So, number seven, Florida. Number six is the Netherlands. I think you know it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you got to go to Amsterdam and get crazy. You know what? Maybe one time, just for the one time. And I know it's probably a cliche, but at the very least, I've heard that everyone in the Netherlands is very nice. The Dutch are supposed to be very nice people. So yeah, I have some friends that live in the Netherlands. Yeah. They're actually really pleasant. The Netherlands slash slash just Amsterdam. I think there's a lot of lot of to to, to go see there. Uh, number. I've heard that the red light district actually sucks. Yeah, probably it's just probably just been overhyped. It's one of those things, you know. Like Texas, yeah, like Texas barbecue, overhyped. Uh, true. Iceland is my number five spot. I've heard a lot of good Ooh. things. I would like to go during the summer, of course. I, you know, I don't. Again, uh, I'm not trying to work on a vacation. You're trying to go get your go visit your religious grounds. Dude, it's the you it's be, Rome. I know you need to be sit. You need to be sinning on your on your vacation. <laughs> so I'm not going. I'm not going to Iceland during the winter where I got to do work. I'm gonna be slothing it up. During the Icelandic summers, again, another place that I've heard is just beautiful with really nice people. Uh, And I think, like, in a weird way, I think Kansas City has, like, direct flights to Iceland. I think they signed a weird deal. I think that's true. I I, I think Air Iceland really does have planes that fly to KC. I think that's true. So, uh, you know, put it, write it down, write it down. Uh, That's the next Discord trip. Join the Discord, exclamation point Discord, if you're watching on Twitch.tv. Number four is actually have this for England, and I ha- I have England at number four, and I have it for the same reason you have it. I think it'd be interesting to go see a Premier League game. I don't really Hell care who yeah, it is. Baby. Honestly, you can take me to whatever game. Uh, you know, I- I'll go watch. I'll go watch Tottenham uh, play. You know, I don't. Ha- you know, I'm not a Tottenham fan like you are per se, but you know, I watched it with you at times. It'd be fun to go see one. I think it's. I've heard it's some of the most intense fans in the world. I've heard it's a good experience. I'd like to go see it. You know, just as a we're going top of the league this year, Truman. Good year to hop on the bandwagon. Uh, that's what I've heard uh, from you and you only. Um, number three, <laughs> uh, Mexico. And here's the thing. Um, I'm all for like actually experiencing the country, actually experiencing the culture, a lot of things. Uh, and uh, I and I know that Cancun is not really Mexico. It's mostly just resorts. But man, I've been to Cancun, stayed at the resorts, stayed at all inclusive. It's for everything's free. You get steaks, you get <laughs> drinks brought to you, you just get to chill in the pool in the ocean. I do there's sometimes, you know, I would just I would specifically like to go to Cancun again. Just a just a great dis- it, it <laughs> vacation really spot. Great. It really it, is. Nice. If it's not, you know, it's not really Mexico, it's kind of a cop out to call Cancun Mexico. Uh, but I'm telling you, Cancun's great. I'd like to go back. I'd like to go back to Cancun. Um Number f- number two. Oh, you know what? I'm not sure how this one got this high. Uh, I'm not sure I'd have to keep this one this high. Um, number two is Canada. <laughs> I feel like I've left it a bit high. I feel like Canada probably could have been down there around Florida <laughs> or, or Italy. <laughs> But, it's okay to visit the ancestral home of Letterkenny, Truman. But I've I've left Canada up there uh, for a lot of the same reasons I left England up there. I think it'd be fun to go see like a hockey game. I'd like to go see, uh, you know, against guys that really know hockey. I think I'd like. I've, I've never been up to the north there. I'd like to go see what what everybody's got going up there. I think they've got some interesting food and interesting culture. 
uh, like to go get some poutine and watch some hockey. For, uh, specifically, I like to go watch the Islanders go play an away game there somewhere. Then they go to the six, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my number one, um, since you got to pick two in one of yours, I've picked all of <laughs> Europe as my number one. That'd be great. I would <laughs> like to just take it. No, I'm just kidding. I have picked, drumroll, I've picked Germany as my number one spot. I'd like okay. to go. I'd like to, you know me, I like, uh, I like beer. And I like yeah. uh, sausages of the food variety. And so I think it would be great to go to Germany and go check out Oktoberfest and just have a grand old time there. So uh, number one spot for me is Germany. Yeah, my sister and my mom actually, in unrelated trips, went to Germany and they loved it. So yeah, Very interesting. Apparently it's awesome. All right. So from 10 to 1. I've got Australia at 10, Italy at 9, Japan at 8, Florida at 7, Netherlands at 6, Iceland at 5, uh, England at 4, Mexico at 3, Canada at 2, <laughs> and Germany, number 1 for Oktoberfest. I think that would be a fun one to go hit. That's my countries. That's my list of countries. Um, That about does it. We'll do Pop Culture Merits here in a second. Just before uh, we do that, I'd like to remind you that, of course, I have been Truman Steen. I can be found on twitch.tv slash steammachine, twitter.com slash steammachine. Or, if you like me for my sports betting content and you're uh, getting more serious about sports betting, I release sports betting picks on www.rollingwiththemachine.com. You can find me at any of those. Or, uh, I have a purely sports betting Twitter. I don't post on it as much. I'd like to post on it more at... Uh, it's uh, at CG Sports RWTM. But that's it. Owen, where can we find Sir. you? You can find me uh, on Twitch uh, at Domination7. That's D A H M I N A T I O N 7. Um, and on Twitter at Owen Gosh. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you, spell, you spell Domination7 way faster than I do. That's crazy. It's <laughs> the wild. <laughs> I know, Crazy, I, I know. I, which is funny because I just get to look it down. I get to stare it down right here on my screen, and I can't even. I still have to. I still have to look at my head. I don't even look at the screen. I do it from memory. So, well, when you've been spelling half the word uh, your whole life on papers, it comes. It comes easy. Yep. All right. So, Owen, give me your pop culture minute. All right. I'm sticking strictly to a minute because I like the time frame and I like to, to kind of speed myself up. So, um, what I'd like to talk about is how that. Uh, Jim Carrey movies are funnier and better than Will Ferrell movies. Um, I, I know this might be a spicy take, but I think Will Ferrell is just literally a copycat character off of Jim Carrey. It's the same, uh, I'm a dumb idiot with funny facial expressions, except that Will Ferrell doesn't make any facial expressions and is less funny. Um, I, I just feel like movies like The Mask and Ace Ventura just beat Will Ferrell's movies like Step Brothers and Elf. Um, wow. Wow. I wow. think that Step Brothers is actually kind of overrated. Wow. And I, don't think was, and I don't think that Anchorman is really all that funny either. Um, I just think that Ace Ventura and The Grinch and, uh, yeah, and, uh, and uh, I don't know, but fuck. I just, I, I just, I just think Will wow. Ferrell's better. Will, wow. I mean, Jim Carrey is funnier. He's funnier, all right? You're flailing. You're flailing. All right. That's it. All right. Oh, That's all I got. Wow. You know what? I'd say 
I'll give it to you. I th I think Jim Carrey does a little more interesting stuff. I think he I think he his stuff has more depth than screaming and situational comedy like Will Ferrell's is. And uh, the Elf, you know what? I'm here to tell you. I'm with you. I think Elf is an overrated Christmas movie. I'm not Thank afraid you. to say. Thank it. you, Truman. There's much better Christmas movies uh, than the than Elf. Um, if the best if the best thing in your movie is a a snowball fight. Uh, you might need to, to look into some better moments. Oh, there's better moments in Elf, but uh, I'm one, here to tell you, it's dude, the really people not, that tell you it's the movie. best one, or it's like, oh, top Christmas movie. It's not a top Christmas movie. Um, Die Hard is the top Christmas movie. Stop. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, by the way, that's another top 10 idea. We got to do top 10 Christmas movies once Christmas right. around. But next week, and, you know, I'll give you a little preview. Tune in next week for top 10 Thanksgiving foods. We're finally Ooh, doing yes. it. Yes. We've, oh, we've held on uh, to it. So uh, I just want to tell you this now because I'm going to forget next week. Uh, so my family has actually canceled the big old Thanksgiving mm -hmm. uh, due to COVID concerns, which mm -hmm. a lot of families have had to done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, I convinced my family to get uh, Ocean's Ocean Spray cranberry sauce, and I'm just I'm just real pumped. That's what I'm talking just, about. That's what I'm talking about. We'll see where it fits in on your top ten next week on Don. That's true. Tune in. Um, yes, sir. All right. So for my pop culture minute, I want to just. Uh, you know, uh, I want to talk about what everybody's kind of talking about today on social media. There's uh, there's a lot going on. We've had an election. Uh, sports, we're in the thick of the NFL season. Uh, a few, uh, you know, celebrities have come and gone here recently. There's a lot of important stuff going on. But I'm here to tell you, I'm fed up, Owen. I'm quite, oh, no. I've grown very depressed. Oh, what's got you down, buddy? Twitter used to be an app. It used to be an app. For, you know, it was just really funny content. It was just kind of a, a, a you know, somebody somebody said, that, you know, it's kind of a blurst app. It's kind of, it's kind of cursed, kind of blessed. Uh, but it was, <laughs> but what it was, it was a safe haven for ugly people to come in and be funny. And not have to worry about what the pretty people are doing. It was just, I could sit there, I could be ugly and just post words and people would laugh at them and like them. Yeah. And retweeting. And uh, it's over. It's over, Owen. The run for us oh, no. ugly, for us uggos on Twitter. Well, maybe Don't not you. Tell me. The the run for us uggos on Twitter. It's over. We're uh, Don't tell me. They're not gonna do it, are they? They've added stories. <sighs> I'm expected to post pictures now of no. my face and stuff. I refuse. I, I I refuse. I posted maybe one Instagram story. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Stories are for Snapchat, Truman. Sorry, Owen, they're not called stories. They're called fleets. They no, they're not. They're called fleets, Owen. No, they're they're not. They are. That's that's not bird theme. Oh uh, nope. But it's over for us, Owen. Sorry, us all goes. Twitter's no longer for us. It's time to you move know, on. Slightly related, but I I switched up my pop culture off of this one and Jim Carrey because I just remember that Jim Carrey is funnier than Will Ferrell. Mm -hmm. But my original one is. Why do people decide to thirst trap on TikTok? It seems like the worst app to do it. Uh, it's not the worst app because you can dance and stuff. I, I, you know, I'll go throw ass on TikTok. You know me. Yeah, but like, what drives you to throw ass on an app? I don't. I've never understood that. Attention. Yeah, but like on, I don't know. Not enough. Maybe hugs. I'm just not that star for attention. Not a, not enough hugs as a child. Mostly. There's a lot Probably. of things, but uh, yeah. Twitter, TikTok's never been for the Uggos, and now Twitter isn't either. Uh, 
It's a sad you had day. A good run, Truman. It's a sad day. It's it's. You I, actually I, had a better run than me, but I did. So this probably hurts you a little bit more. I know. Uh, I've I, I've lost half my followers just today alone. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> oh, if you've made it this far to the episode, we appreciate you being here for uh, episode eleven of Dom. That's true. Eventually, we're gonna lose count, and uh, I hope you're there with us there. Then we all, uh, you know, we'll be back to the normal stuff, the normal Chiefs content next week. We'll be looking at NFL Week. We'll be recapping NFL Week 11, looking ahead to NFL Week 12. Owen, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for everybody listening. We'll see you next week.